episode of the Yakaso. Can I just say that I'm so blown away by the response for the first episode. I'm so glad that everyone enjoyed the conversation and hopefully took away something. And last week's episode, we talked about the importance of having a mentor to guide you on your path. And in this week's episode, I have three founders of Rockwell Mentorship joining with me. So can each of you just briefly introduce yourselves? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Denzi Chosai. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I'm studying at the University of Pennsylvania right now and I'm uh, majoring in economics and potentially a minor in computer science. I'm Cheyong. I'm currently a freshman at Stanford uh, studying virtually and I'm still undecided as to what my major is but I'm thinking like economics but I don't know I'm not sure but yeah. Hi everyone my name is Diki and I'm so glad to be here right now. Uh, I'm a first year at Harvard and I'm also planning on uh, concentrating in economics and maybe getting a minor in French. Okay, and um, so, I mean, you guys are all uh, recent um, high school grads, and so you guys are just entering college. How's it going so far? I think um, for me, it's a lot harder than I expected. I think thinking about college, I thought the hardest part would be getting in, but now that I'm here, I feel like it's a lot of responsibility and time that like you have to decide for yourself where you're like when you're going to study when you're going to hang out with friends when you're going to go to class so I think I just didn't expect it to be like this but also because of COVID I feel like there's a lot of added stress but overall I think this semester has been pretty good. College has been amazing uh I love it um uh, I think the virtual setting wasn't as hard as I thought it might be um but the people I've met at Penn are amazing like like and like no complaints actually uh and i've had like the best time of my life as of now i like doing good in school doing good like making friends whatever it may be but no complaints yeah i'd say the same like i didn't expect much from like virtual learning but it's been pretty fun especially like i don't know like being a college student in new york study like even though i'm just being california like it's super fun and it makes me wish that i'd apply to like columbia or something I mean, you guys are all so young, and I think it's incredible that you guys have collectively started this initiative. Um, so let's start with what kind of prompted you guys to start this organization? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, me like me personally, I'm sure like all of us have our own personal like stories, but me personally, like I know that I wouldn't have been able to like navigate the entire like application process without like the help of like older Tibetan like friends. I had friends at Duke, like Lodin, friends at like Cornell South and like NYU, all these places that like literally like gave themselves to me as like the most wonderful resources in regards to like editing essays, in regards to like telling me about the entire process and like literally everything in between. Uh, and I know that wouldn't have, wouldn't have been able to like get nowhere near as successful in the college app process without them. And just realizing that, but like understanding that I was like lucky enough to have that network and like understanding that also there are, there's kids out there that don't really have that network. Maybe there's some Tibetan in Ohio that like never, like never, like isn't surrounded by a Tibetan community, but like they really want to go to a good school. Um, and just like making sure that like we can build a network that's like open to helping any other type of Tibetan, whether like whatever type of school they want to attend. I just thought that would be something cool to like start up. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and funny thing, I never knew Diggy or Chug before starting this. I literally just DM'd them oh, on wow. Instagram. Literally never knew each other. I literally hit up Diggy, like DM'd her, was like, like, can we call, can we, can we get on the call? And she got on the call and like, she thought it was super weird maybe, I don't know. But it, it worked out wonderfully. Um, and I think the entire process has been good thus far. Um, but that's my little story on it. Okay. I thought like you guys kind of all knew each other before you started this, but that's kind of interesting to hear that you kind of just reached out to them. Sometimes that's the best way. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because I knew Cheong through another friend, but none of us were like had ever talked like that before, especially mm -hmm. with Chesong because he's from Chicago. So like we had some mutual friends, but I never really knew him. And one day it was at like 12 o'clock at night. He DMs me and he was like, hey, are you actually going to Harvard? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, like the real Harvard? I was like, yeah. And then yeah, he, was like, can, just... <laughs> yeah. he was like, can, can we talk on the phone? And I was like, yeah, sure. But I was so confused. I was like, what do you want to talk about? But then he just like pitched this idea of like, we didn't have the name of Ropa Mentorship yet, but he just said like a program to help other Tibetan high school students. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. And then I knew uh, Cheong. So all three of us um, started talking. And then that's when it was in early March. That's when we started FaceTiming. We would like talk maybe once a week about like how, like what work mentorship would end up looking like. Mm -hmm. And the process started in March. And then when school ended around June, that's when we really started um, like ramping things up. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like soon after you guys um, found out about your results, right? Yeah, I think it was probably like, like a month. A, a month afterwards. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I literally just um, hit a diggy, pitched the idea. She thought it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I heard this other girl from Stanford that recently got in. And she was like, diggy was like, oh, I actually know her. Let me DM her real quick. And then we all got on FaceTime, like group FaceTime. Um, I was in the car when you were on that group FaceTime. It was very crazy. But we all like came up with these little ideas. We never had a note logo, never had a name. Like we just had this idea. Mm -hmm. We all like came together. It was cool. No, yeah, it was super cool, just, like, because I, yeah, like, they all said, like, I didn't really know them that well. Like, I had no idea who Chosung was, because I don't really know anyone from Chicago. Um, So it was really cool to, like, get to know them, and then create this, like, organization with them. But, yeah, I, like, to go back to your, like, mentorship question, like, even as a Tibetan in New York, which probably has, like, the biggest Tibetan population in America, like, I still didn't have, like, this network of, like, Tibetan college students. Like, I didn't really know anyone that had gone to college, like, personally like the only people I knew were like my teachers and like I don't know like staff members at like the nonprofits that I went to so like for me it was more like like it was more of like an like an effort made by my school and not like by personal mentors but even then like I recognize the importance of like having these people to look up to mm -hmm. especially as like a first generation student so like yeah, and we just kind of noticed that, like, so many Tibetan kids are, like, low income and the first in their families to go mm -hmm. to college. And we wanted to kind of, like, fill this, like, knowledge gap. And that was, like, I think, like, our biggest purpose in creating Ropa, so. Yeah, uh, I love the idea behind it. Even, like, myself, when I was going through the college process, I know how, like, tough it was. And because, like, most, like you said, most of us are first, um, uh, first year college students, right? Um, we don't really have that uh, resource. We can't really turn to our parents for guidance. So we have to like seek out for other, other support. And that's like our counselors and friends who might be going through the same process. 
So yeah, so I, I'm really like um, excited about Rope Mentorship of like being that resource for others. That was one of um, our biggest things because like almost all of our parents are immigrants and if they weren't, um, it's just growing up, they don't really know anything about the American education system. And if you're comparing yourself to your friends, most of their parents probably their parents were born here and all of them went to college here. So they know a lot more. Mm -hmm. And even if you do have, you know, mentors or like college counselors to help you um, as much as they try, like we, like none of us really knew much about it. And for me, most of my mentors ended up being American students. Mm -hmm. And I only had one Tibetan like older person to help me, which was who graduated from Stanford. Mm -hmm. And I think the relationship I had with her, even though I'm so grateful for the other mentors that I had, it's a lot different when you can talk about like, the struggles of being Tibetan and being a Tibetan applying to college in America. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really what we wanted to give for all of our um, mentees in our program and for everyone else. Yeah. Um, why do you guys believe it's so important? I mean, you guys kind of touched upon it, but like, why do you believe like it's so important to have mentors? It doesn't have to be like mentors and like that's helping you go through the college process, but in general in life, why is it so important to have mentors? In my like own personal perspective, like mentorship is definitely more than just like the the transaction of like knowledge. It's not just me learning something from you, learning something from me. But it's definitely like having someone that like uses their own personal experience to like guide you through like their own like your own hardships. And literally like I can tell you that like I've been through the exact same thing you have. And knowing that someone has been able to achieve what you want mm -hmm. while also going through the same things that you've like that you're struggling with right now at the moment, it's a very like wonderful thing to have like throughout life not just at one point not just during the college app process but like just having someone there for you is like definitely wonderful mm -hmm. um and for us this is just more directed towards college app process but like the general term of mentorship like definitely think it's like one of the best things you can have yeah and i think it just gives you like a standard to like aspire to especially like, having a mentor that's like close to you in age i feel like there's that kind of like there's not that like gap that might exists like if you have a mentor that's like a teacher for instance who's mm -hmm. like 20 or 30 years older than you like if you have a mentor that's closer to you in age like you might be able to like not compare yourself to them but be like if they can do it then I can do it too and that's kind of like that mm -hmm. boost of like motivation I would say and that's like right. kind of what got me through this like whole process so I don't know if I could do that for someone else that'd be like really awesome and that was like my whole like way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, so for Rockwell Mentorship, how do you guys usually select your mentors? Are there like any specific requirements in order to be, um, in order to be a mentor? Yeah, so um, in the beginning, we didn't really have a process. So I think we just reached out to people who we thought would be willing to help and happy to help. So that was a lot of um, college students that we knew who either helped us directly or we knew that they had a lot of experience applying to colleges and, you know, going through that entire process. So currently, I think we have about 25 mentors, and I think like the first half, we were mostly um, like college students that we knew, as, as I said before, but then the other half were either, um, once we started talking about Ropa, either um, people that reached out to us or people that other people had recommended who would be good um, mentors to help us for the program. But I think uh, we didn't really have any crazy requirements. We just wanted... Um, Tibetan college students who had experience, a lot of experience, applying to different types of schools and, um, you know, writing different essays and doing different activities that would really be um, a great resource for our mentees. Okay. And what does it take to uh, become a mentee? I mean, yeah, so we had a really tough application process. 
Like we had like over like 60 applicants, but we only had spots for like 28, unfortunately. In the future, we do plan on like expanding so that we can like help like all 60 or potentially we have more applicants next year, right? But I mean, this year is based on like, we had a long application. We had like a, like a short bio question. Why do you want to join it? So it's more based on not just like your stats, like your ACT, SAT, your GPA. Like that was taken into consideration, but like that wasn't taken like, it wasn't nearly as important as like your like your like your interest actually in gaining a mentor and stuff like that through our paragraph questions and short responses. Um, so we took a, a like great consideration to each of those directly. We all read through all of those as a team, and like all of the, like all sixty uh, applicants, and we end up just choosing twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really wanted to also make sure that the mentees we chose could actually pair up with the mentors so unfortunately some mentees we didn't have like an actual mentor for them if they were like one super specific thing and we couldn't like actually find a mentor and that's just unfortunate at the moment in the future I do hope to find mentors to actually find for every single mentee like just at the moment we couldn't really do that. Um, You made a good point about like so pairing mentors how do you guys usually match like a mentor with a mentee? So we also had a preference sheet, like, what do you actually value? Do you value your similar majors in the application process? Do you value similar majors? Do you value similar ECs, extracurriculars, uh, similar top schools, uh, hobbies, interests? Uh, And based on that, we want to really cater it towards the mentee, because at the end of the day, you can't really force a mentorship. You can't really force a relationship. So we really want to know and get an understanding of what the mentee wanted, and then we always cater cater it towards that. So most of our mentees and mentors, almost all of them actually have similar majors. Um, and if like the mentor would go to one of the mentees top schools, uh, similar interests, and we'd like, and this wasn't like an easy process to do. We spent like weeks figuring out, actually like figuring out like how to actually pair it up. We made sure that the mentor was okay with it before we actually made it official. Um, and we, we, have, we, have, we have to take into consideration that like, this is very important actually. like. You can't just choose mentors, mentees in a day's worth of work. Right. Because um, this is like, this is going to be their mentor for the next couple of months. It's going to help through the entire college application process. Right. So we make sure to take our time with the entire process. And I think it ended up working really well. Yeah. And I don't th- like, I don't even think it's like for the, like for, for a few months, mentorship, especially if you're pairing it with based on their majors, they're going to be in the same industries in the long run. So I think that relationship really goes on much longer than, um, like, like something very short term, like that, such as like college application. Yeah, uh, of course. And I also wanted to add, like, we know with the numbers that we told you, like 50 to 60 people who applied and probably even more who like saw it and chose not to. And the number of mentors that we had, we knew resources would be limited and we never wanted people, especially uh, like those Tibetan high school seniors to think, oh, just because I didn't get in, just because I'm not a mentee, doesn't mean I can't get this help. So we really tried to emphasize that even if you weren't accepted to be a mentee, it had nothing nothing to do with you and mm-hmm. your accomplishments. It was just, we weren't able to match you. And if you had any questions, we still had our email and our DMs open for anything. So mm-hmm. even though some people were um, not able to get a mentor, we still had our DMs open and we were still communicating with a lot of those students to oh. just help them in any way possible. Mm-hmm. And the second thing was even So if you were uh, matched with a mentor and say it was based on your major, but you had a really specific question about your top school, say it was like Columbia or something, Mm -hmm. we we made it clear to the mentees that if you wanted to uh, talk to a certain mentor about their um, experience with the school, 
you, they could reach out to us and then we would also connect them with that mentor. So you weren't just limited to the mentor that you were paired with, but you had access to like our entire network. Yeah, that's a really good point. So it's not like the resource, it's not just limited to like the people who are part of the program. We also made sure to like host a lot of web seminars and host a lot of like collaborations with like Yin, the Yin and Magic. Yeah. Whereas anybody can actually join those. Um, and we made sure to contact, post those on our website, post those on our, oh, I'm sorry, post those on our Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. so that people get to know that. Um, and those weren't only like made for our mentees. Those were made for everybody. And we made sure of that. Um, and yeah, trying if you have anything to add. Oh, I can, sorry. Also, we had a lot of people once we started posting webinars asking about international students, like specifically mm-hmm. students in Tibetan students in like India or Nepal, if we were able to help them. And because most all of our mentees, all of our mentors are American students, most of them were born in America, we don't really have experience with that type of application process. Right. So we did also work with another organization called Sunset Initiative. Mm-hmm. And they are basically us, but their version helps like focuses on international students. Okay. So Tibetan high school students applying from India or Nepal to American schools. Um, so when they would ask for help with that, we would always redirect them towards Sunset Initiative. Okay, uh, what was it, like, can you spell it out? So that's initiative is S-O-N-T-S-A, mm-hmm. and then initiative, it's led by Kanden uh, Namgyal uh, and Gyaltsen. Kanden's uh, at Brown right now, first year, and um, Gyaltsen is a first year at McAllister. Both mm-hmm. great people, uh, both in TCB Soliloquy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both super, super nice, super, super cool people. I've met uh, Gelson personally, actually. And um, they're great. it's a great initiative, and they're more catered towards helping Tibetans from India, Nepal, and uh, other Tibetans in exile and international. So we had a lot of like people reach out to us, like, oh, India, can you help us out? Mm-hmm. But we just never, like, we can't really help you in terms of that because we just don't have the experience. Right. But we always made sure to like, personally introduce you and like uh, connect you with the personal email of Gundin or Gelson. And sends you over there and they definitely took care of them they're great people um oh. and it's a great initiative and we're happy to collaborate with them whenever we could yeah i think that's great so uh, do you guys think um local mentorship would have happened the way it did if it wasn't for the pandemic was it primarily because of the pandemic that you guys decided to start this okay yeah i don't think so i think this is something that like we've all kind of wanted to do was like at the back of our heads like just like going through this college process like myself as a junior senior like I just knew that I wanted to create a resource for other people like that were like kind of struggling the same way I was and that was way before corona even hit but I think like the pandemic like obviously the terrible things like we're like you know that's that's a given but like it gave us the freedom and like kind of the mobility to do what we want and like with um like the popularity to, popularity of like stuff like Zoom and like Google Meet and whatever, like we can like connect with people all over the country. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of made, like it kind of made Ropa more effective at like a national level because otherwise I think we'd be constrained to like three cities, which are like the cities that we're in from. And yeah, so I think that really helped us with like kind of spreading our like message and our movement. Mm-hmm. And it gave us a lot more freedom to do what, you know, what we wanted to do. Um. Yeah, I mean, to add, like, um, we're all, like, always, like, the new generation. I feel like it's all, and we're always, we literally have to be committed to progressing our Tibetan community. I feel like using innovation, using technology is what we're supposed to be good at right now in any way, shape, or form to progress our community. So, like, learning how to use Zoom to, like, figure out how to do 
uh, big meetings and like get all of our mentors and mentees together and stuff we had to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like using innovation, that's like, that's the way to progress the debate community, especially as like the youth. Um, I definitely think we took full advantage of that during quarantine and like we're still taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully in the future, we still like keep doing it. Yeah. And um, so what, what do you guys believe is important in building a relationship between a mentor and a mentee? Because, you know, I think um, it, mentorship, that uh, relationship, it's not very transactional, right? It's something much deeper. But in order to create that deeper relationship, what do you um, think it's important? I think the most important thing is just knowing that there's no like judgment and it's like a like an open communication because um i know a lot of people like a lot of the, a lot of the mentees who applied when we asked what are you looking for in a mentor they said you know someone who i can be comfortable talking with and someone who like won't judge me about what school i want to apply to or like my history in high school so i think it's like the mentor mentorship should have just like an open space for both people to just communicate and not be afraid of judgment from each other mm-hmm. and just have a place that, you know, I know I can go to this person and ask for help. And I know that like they have my best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think it also, I mean, like, I think with my mentees they are like on the shyer side a little bit. And I think that's to, to be expected of like younger students, especially when talking to like older students. So I think like mentorship also requires this kind of like, not like like this initiation from like the older mentor, just because like they have to be like, oh, how was how is this going? And how are you doing with your essays and stuff like that? Like there has to be like that, like the mentor has to be the one that starts the conversations. But mm-hmm. like, obviously like mentees are free to ask whenever, but it just like happens that they're like usually like shy or like less like prone to ask questions. I don't know. So it just requires that like, um connection right um and also i feel like that's somewhat because of like the fact that these you know students they're kind of afraid to sound like they're saying the wrong thing in front of someone who's a little bit older um okay and what are some of the future plans for Opa? i mean definitely we have a lot of plans a lot of things but uh we want to like uh, bring out but the main thing is we want we really want to expand as I said before like we weren't able to help all 60 applicants this year but like in the future we want to like make sure that we're able to help as many as possible uh, mm-hmm. potentially even get up to 60 100 whatever the number may be this year we just wanted to keep it a little bit smaller because we wanted to make sure that everything we did would be effective and everything we did like would actually like create some sort of like outcome mm-hmm. uh, we didn't want to get too big so like then we ended up just breaking down and we don't have any help we can't help anybody next year. We'd rather like be more sustainable. Um, but like learning how to actually expand effectively, not just like for the sake of expanding, it's definitely one of our goals in terms of like human capital, getting more mentors on our team, and then like hence also getting more mentees to be part of our program. Um, and just basically any other way we can just like help the Tibetan community because we're the youth. So like, you know, like basically like figuring yeah. out a way like create a brighter future for Tibet is definitely our goal, right? Mm-hmm. But Expanding is definitely like what I think is our one of our main goals. I'm sure Diki and Chang have stuff to add as well. I mean, yeah, I think expansion is definitely like in our future. I think we also want to have like nonprofit like status. We want to apply for that and just like smaller things, but like 
like Chosung said, like we really want to expand. We want more mentees. We want more mentors. But we also have to find a way to balance that with like a sustainable form of growth. Like we don't, like we want to help as many people for as long as we can. And to do that, like it really takes like this like um, calculated, like we have to take like calculated measures. Like it can't just be mm-hmm. like, oh, we're just going to accept as many people for the sake of it. Like everything we do has to be for a reason. And I think we've done that so far. So. Great. One more thing is that uh, we we do eventually want to expand to like to a more broader mentorship ideas, so not necessarily only about the college application process. Mm-hmm. So we want to start like figuring out like mentorships for underclassmen in high school, potentially like a freshman or a sophomore. We just want to help through the like high school guiding through high school because we understand that the college application process doesn't really start junior year, doesn't really start senior year. It starts like mm-hmm. the, the first step in high school. What extracurriculars you do? What's your GPA? Right. We like and all like all this stuff that actually like you have to take into consideration, but not everybody will. So if you have like that judge or aja, mm-hmm. like figure like to actually guide you through high school is also one other thing that we really like are interested in like starting up just like another way to help the Tibetan youth. Um, we haven't gotten a chance to do that right now. We're planning on like maybe like starting something like that in the spring, maybe or maybe maybe in the summer. But that's also one of our like upcoming ideas that we want to like push out. And thank you. Do you have anything to add on to that? Uh, for the growth aspect, I know we like really focus on that, but we don't want to grow just for the sake of being bigger. I think our main um, goal is obviously to help these students, and it doesn't help anyone if we go from 30 mentees this year to 60, but then we can't handle the workload, you know? So I think throughout this process, one thing I think we were really good about is being very realistic, and in the beginning, our goal was we want to help as many students as possible, but we also knew that we wouldn't be able to do that with the amount of resources we had. And since this is our first year starting out, we did, like, it was, it's, it was sad that we couldn't accept everyone, mm-hmm. but we also knew that if we truly wanted to be able to help the, the 26 mentees that we did accept, we had to be realistic about the amount of resources we had and mm-hmm. focus on those. And then maybe next year we can accept 10 more or maybe 20 more, but we don't want to just grow just for the numbers. Like, we want to be able to help everyone. And sorry, that was 28 mentees. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a smart idea because... If you have a lot of um, mentors and mentees, um, you, you guys can't really focus so much on the quality of uh, this relationship. And um, if you, let's say someone wants to look for, someone wants to reach out to someone else for uh, seeking for like mentorship outside of this program. And what's like the best way to go about that? What are some questions that they can ask, starter questions to ask? Uh, they can ask us like we've had people like ask us literally anything like from looking at their essays or what are the best extracurriculars to do like literally anything pertaining to college like they've asked us um and like they can contact us through like our personal instagrams which are like mm-hmm. they can find through our um social media pages or they just contact us in general but um yeah is that what you meant by the question like do you uh, mean like in general well, I mean, in general, like, even if it's outside of Roqua mentorship, like, just, it doesn't have to be necessarily someone within Roqua mentorship, but someone outside who, and it doesn't have to be, again, like, about the college application process. It could be anything, just seeking for mentorship. What are some questions to ask? Um, from the mentee's point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, one of the one of the things from personal experiences, you really want to make sure that your mentor is like, um, 
has been through the same personal experiences, has has like similar interests, similar aspirations. Um, if they are in this place that you want to be, that you want to see yourself in the next 10 years or they're on the way to achieving mm-hmm. that, that's also one of the things you want to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, just like in like relation to us, I've made sure that uh, for all of our mentors, we all have bios in all of our Instagram pages. So you can see exactly what, what we're interested in, what we're majors are, what, uh, what schools we attend, uh, what extracurriculars we did in high school. So then when these high school students like look at us, they can see like, oh, like which mentor actually like fits my interest, which mentors fits my needs. And they could actually personally just reach out whenever they want. So I've been personally reached out to a lot of other mentors have done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just about like, oh, hey, like you go to the school I want to go to, like, what did you do? And like, mm-hmm. oh, like I also played basketball. That's kind of cool. Like, can you tell me about like how you like put that into your application? Um, it's like making sure that you've been through some similar personal experiences. I think that's one of the most important things you can look for. Yeah, so research is really important, right? Before you reach out. Mm-hmm, of course. I also wanted to add, like, I guess just mentors in general. It doesn't have to be, like, another student. It could really be someone who's 30, 40 years older than you, but they, like, everyone has something that they can help you with. So I guess my biggest advice would just be don't be afraid to reach out which is something in high school, I feel like I was very scared to reach out to people because like I thought that nobody wanted to help. But I think most people are genuinely good people. And if mm-hmm. do you have a question for them and they know the answer, I right. think they'll, they'll be willing to help you. So I guess just like be nice about it and say, introduce yourself and just say, oh, hey, I have this problem or I had a question about this. I was wondering if you'd be able to hop on a call and, you know, we, maybe we can like get to know each other and especially now because everything's online it's so much easier you can get a mentor from california if you're living in new york right. and before you might not have been able to do that but now you can introduce yourself and get to know all these new people that you didn't have the opportunity to to do before yeah i think some people tend to be very hesitant i i don't know especially within our community of reaching out to people um in fear that they might be rejected but i think um, rejection shouldn't be like reason why you don't reach out to these people. Um, I think it's really important to just go out of your way sometimes and take that risk. Yeah, because the worst thing they can say is no, yeah, and if they do, right. you can just find another person. Exactly. Um, do you just to echo you... that really quickly. Yeah. Um, in the Tibetan community, I don't think anybody like from personal. I've nobody's ever said no to me. That's just right. that's that because I'm good. But I feel like the Tibetan community is extremely, extremely good and just like helping other people, right. out, helping other Tibetans out. In regards to like, if you really show interest, mm-hmm. um, I think Tibetans who are in good positions are really into like maximizing the little amount of human capital that we actually have. Right. I reached out to like this private equity guy in Nepal, and he mm-hmm. like it was 1 a.m. my time, it was 12 p.m. his time, and he talked with me for like two hours. Wow, the most amazing thing. Um, and this guy's just in the pot, like, like, what yeah. does he have to do for me, right? But like, literally, like, people are always willing to, like, especially Tibetan people, they're always willing to help. Yeah. Especially the younger generation. So like, don't ever be afraid to like, reach out in any way. I feel like mm-hmm. that's one of the um, best things you can actually do. Right. Yeah. Most people, I especially if it's within like your community, I don't think like you really get rejected. But yeah, like Nadiki was saying, if they do say no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing personal and. You can just go out of your way um, and ask someone else instead. Um, so do you guys have any last words that you want to share? Um, I would just say, like, just to reiterate what Chosung said, like, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like, making mentors and, like, just being a mentor is, is like, such a great experience. And, like, I don't know, like, even when I wasn't a part of this, like, mentorship program, like, just having mentors was so awesome for me. And, like, I definitely don't think 
I'd be where I am today without like people like guiding me. And I don't think anyone can get anywhere without like having other people to look up to. So it is so important. I don't think that you should like underestimate its importance. So yeah. 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 And in regards to us, we're not like strictly always only about college app process. A lot mm -hmm. of our, a lot of our mentors, active stretchers, or uh, just they talk about things outside of a college app process. Like how'd your like recent soccer game go? Like what, mm -hmm. what, are you, what are you doing this week? And they're like, definitely make sure that they form a bond. It's not just always about like whatever your like direct goal in front of you is, but it's always about like building a relationship. And just like knowing more Tibetans at the end of the day, like I'm sure all three of us have met like so many more Tibetans all over America just because of this program. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, made so many more friends and everything, but just like bringing the Tibetan community together this is always like one thing I think we should be focusing on as youth, mm -hmm. right? And I think like we've like slightly added to that and like some sort of progression, I feel like. And I think that like that's what like I'm really proud of. But um, just like, yeah, like just please like understand that role mentorship, like we're always here to like help and like we're never going to decline anybody. Like we're super open to helping anybody, like whatever type of school you want to apply to, wherever you are from the world, like we're going to figure out a way to help you out. Mm -hmm. like we have a big network so like we're always going to figure something out for you uh and like what whatever age as well not necessarily like rising seniors so i know that our mentorship programs only meant for like rising seniors but like we've helped like i've gotten on calls with sophomores and just told them like what what extracurriculars they should probably be doing junior year to like boost up their application process so like literally any age as well mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah and to add on to chosan's last point um, I think we all always like want to learn from our mistakes and it's really hard when you're in the center of it to be seeing like what we're doing wrong. So if you guys like as listeners or just people looking at rope mentorship, if you think that there's something we could be doing better, we're always open to criticism and just advice in general. So you can always just DM us and be like, I have this great idea. I think you guys should do this and you know, we might do it. So I think we always want to improve our program and literally anything. And even if you're just like a high school student, we want to be open to everyone. So like never be afraid to reach out to us because like our main goal is just to help the Tibetan community as a whole. Right. Literally, like literally this is like our first year doing this. We've done this for like literally like no more than half a year actually. So like, like yeah. yes, we've done like collaborations with all these wonderful other like Tibetan organizations. We help like, we have like a lot of mentors, mentee like relationships happening right now, but like we're always super open to like anything actually. We want to like make sure that this is like something that's here for like the next generation as well, like 10, 20 years down the line. We don't want to help like just for, like two three years and like that's it when we're gone. Right. Um, so like any like anything that we can improve to help the Tibetan community is definitely in our best interest and like the Tibetan community's best interest as well. So like any advice, any like we've had like we had uh, a, like a professor at Oxford actually reach out to us and say that like I'm willing to help you guys in any way, shape, or form. A lot of master's degree kids, a lot of master's degree Tibetans, and it's super cool to see like all these people just come together, older people as well, also like showing their support. Right. And they also gave us a lot of advice um, and was like learning from like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And like, also like, for example, like project Yeti, that was like something that mm -hmm. like we based our model off of. It was used to be also like a college application process. They ended up like um, falling apart and now GTPN now, which is a whole new pro program um, made like catered towards like the Tibetan professionals network. But like, People like uh, Jotenda and Ajashauki um, definitely helped us like model our entire like program off of theirs. Definitely like always willing to hop on Zoom calls with us. So that just goes to show like the Tibetan community is definitely willing to help other people, right. willing to help like progress us. 
any way. And I'm uh, really appreciative of that. And we just also want to be a part of that like movement as well. Right. With the mentorship. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for your time. And I think that this is a great initiative. You guys are doing great so far. And I wish you all the best of luck. Um, yeah, and everyone, make sure to follow Ropa Mentorship and hit them up if you have any questions about literally anything. It could be the college application process. And if you're a sophomore, like they said, feel free to message them about anything. And yeah. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Thank you for having us.